to build a movement of resistance, but resist we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Savior. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, it's a brand new week, a brand new month. The rent is due. And we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Trade war with China. It's a trade war. We're on a trade war footing. So we have a list of products that are going to be more expensive starting today. Uh, the dirty Chinese are going to slap tariffs on them, allegedly. And we have a list China. of well, like 100, right, sir. 120-some things. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Virtually everything you eat, you, you rub on you, you look at. It's, it's, it's twice as, three times as expensive. We'll go or through not. The, we'll go through the list of things. And you can uh, panic accordingly, which is always fun. So, uh, how was your Easter? Good? I didn't eat one piece of candy from the children's wow. booty. The discipline of Gandhi. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of candy laying around the house. Those little pastel-covered chocolate eggs. I love those things. I could eat, I could eat a hundred of those. Pastel-covered chocolate well, eggs. Well, they're Easter colors. Like crunchy uh, coating? Yeah. They're, they're, little, they're a little tiny egg. They're chocolate. And then they're just delicious. And we had pounds and pounds of them. And I didn't <laughs> pop one in my mouth, which wow. I'm just amazed by. Um, I, don't, I don't know why our Easter bunny gives out so much candy. I asked the Easter Bunny last night. I said, mm. "Did you intend to give out that much candy?" She said, "No." But I mean, each each bag once they we separated the the eggs they found and then put them in a pile and everything like that, it must have weighed six seven pounds. Oh my god! Wow, it's like seven <laughs> pounds of candy per child. It's hard to imagine what the uh, bunny thought. Just no need for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in years past, it's gone bad before they ever get around to eating it because we don't let them eat that much. But, geez, what are you, you going to do with that? Maybe I can give it to the homeless. Far be it for me to criticize another man's bunny. <laughs> Maybe I should give it to the homeless. Here's yeah. here's two pounds of candy. Sorry, you ain't got a house. I don't I don't want that much candy. It's bad for me. <laughs> That's Joe portraying. <laughs> yeah, every vodka. A street person. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. You're talking to a champion this morning. I won the uh, Easter egg hunt over the weekend uh, with adults. Uh, and so uh, I... <laughs> you put uh, you put little airline bottles of booze in the eggs. Is that what you do? No, they put a little bit of cash in it. So I'm a little richer oh, this morning. Oh, so. fantastic. 
<laughs> so I'm not how to feel. I don't know how to feel about this because you know it is a religious holiday, and mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was nice to get a little little cash on. So that day. one grown man told several other grown men and women, "I want you to crawl around hunting for cash to amuse well, me." There was little kids as well, so I mean, it, it was, so I want you to compete with little children <laughs> yeah. to crawl around and grab money. Yes. Crawl that's, now, that's dogs. What happened. Crawl. <laughs> so in your family, when the children grew up, you all decided, you know what, let's keep this Easter egg hunt thing going. It's fun. Yeah, they just kind of... I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just a family tradition. Sure, why not? I think my mom just enjoys putting the eggs out and stuff like, you know, she just can't get get over the tradition. Mm-hmm. Positive Sean is on his deathbed, even though Jock, jo, Joe, hmm? Joe claimed he was hungover on Friday. Um, it's unlikely that he's had a four-day it's a, it's hangover. It's a four-day hangover. It's unlikely, but it happens. It happens. Listen. Jeez, I've never seen one of those. Uh, it's alcohol poisoning, obviously. That's how much he drank Thursday night. I am clinging to my theory in spite of all evidence, for that is the modern way. That's true. That's what you do. Sean's still sick, claims he'll be back tomorrow. Hope so. Uh, I saw it on a website that Sean had drunk himself nearly to death Thursday, and I believe that website, again, in the face of all other evidence. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. Alex dang Jones day. told me <laughs> that Positive Sean drank heavily Thursday night. How are you this morning, Marshall? Well, once again, I come to you as a cautionary tale. My financial gaming investments were a bust. I am not bringing home the bacon. I did oh, not no. win the Mega Millions, not even a $2 prize. <laughs> There was one winning ticket sold in New Jersey. Forget about it. Somebody won a half a billion dollars? Yes. Wow. And there was no big upset in the final four. So, there you go. Remember, my friends, investment in sport can have its downside. Do you consider the lottery sport? Of course. Of course. (laughs) So, there you go. I'm sorry you didn't win. You know, it would be no skin off my nose if you won, although we'd probably have to find a new news person, and that would suck. Well, i got to tell you, you and Joe were, of course, at the top of my gifting list had uh, I won big. Well, Let me you. reassure you of that. So, due to our kindness yes, through the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 the lottery is just, it's, uh, it's taking advantage of people who can't do math. It really is. <laughs> it really, really is. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to be Monday already? April 2nd, still smarting from April Fool's jokes. It's the year 2018. Keeping you straight. In 28-21-8, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. And just a quick uh, show note. I don't, maybe you're busy in there, Michael. Maybe there are, uh, there are things going wrong, as there so often are. But, you know, when Jack says the rent is due, I want it. Everybody in the audience wants it. You want it, don't you? The rent is too damn high. There, there it is. Yeah. All right, now we can there. begin the show officially according to FCC <laughs> rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Here's. I think it's a truthful book, and it says that he will be seen as a great president, just like Reagan, who was uh, dissed by the press based on the results. You know, the un- uh, record unemployment, uh, getting rid of ISIS, uh, all these uh, tweets and, and, and controversies are going to be forgotten long term. Who was that? Who was that, Michael? Ronald Kessler. Ronald Kessler, and who is he? I honestly don't know. <laughs> Okay. He's a commentator, Jack. Yes. Okay. Well, that, yes. that kind of leaves me in the dark on the opening clip of the day, then. Commentating. Okay. Well, you know, it's entirely possible he's right on that stuff. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Uh, not a quiet weekend in Sacramento, California. Protests continuing over the shooting of an unarmed black man. Autopsy reports fueling more anger. 
DACA is dead, so tweets President Trump, and that huge Chinese space lab plummets back to Earth. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. Is there a caravan of illegals crossing Mexico's... As Mexico's? What? Hmm? Is there a caravan of illegals... Oh, hmm? Now I have no idea what this story is. I thought I knew for a minute because I heard take, it over the weekend. I'm going to take, my third, <laughs> yeah, take my third swing at it. This yeah. is exciting. Is a caravan of illegals crossing Mexico headed toward our border? Ah, no! Not a caravan of illegals. Yeah, well, it's getting a lot of news coverage. I we, We're going to try to nail down to what extent that's true or not. It's got something to do with various provisions that are uh, ex- expiring or whatever. How does one define a caravan? Good That's question. one of my questions, as opposed to a group. If you have uh, 11 to 20 million illegals in your country, I'm thinking lots of caravans of illegals have headed toward the border over the years. Um, what are other headlines? I'm sorry. How does mailbag look? It's outstanding. We have some weekly shower thoughts. I need to uh, thank some good folks for a beautiful gift. And this tease from uh, JT, my thoughts on Jack's view of the lottery mm. will shock you. Okay, good. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so we got to catch up for the weekend. Lots of April Pools p- pranks with the uh, whoopee cushions and uh, all that sort of stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned <laughs> to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of, nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How crazy are people? I have an example of that coming up. Mm. Holy crap. The amount of fan mail that Nicholas Cruz is getting in jail in Florida. The Florida shooter idiot? Yeah. And the kind of fan mail he's getting just... It just wonders, makes you wonder about the people you, you walk amongst. Holy cow. There's, what, what percentage of the population is completely Looney Tunes? Or so illogical that they might as well be mentally ill? Right. I, they lack the capacity for rational thought. I don't know. I suppose if it was 1%, be one out of 100, then you know you, you extend that number to the size of the town you live in, and that'd be quite a few. Yeah. But... um. Well, yeah, never mind the country now that we can communicate via email, or I assume they're, or maybe they're sending snail mail fan letters. We'll, we'll hear the chilling tune, tone, tale. What? Coming up. Stay with us. Mailbag. Shouldn't mention Easter, uh, you know, Jesus rising, what, and all that. That was a party Easter, too, for a lot of people. Yeah, most respectful Easter. And uh, observant Christian friends. I had a good long talk with my eight year old about Jesus last night. But uh, I really enjoyed and left him mystified. But well, you know, starting down the path. Why don't you tell us about that later, and we can look forward to lots and lots of animated emails. Let's start with our Latin quote of the day. Ben, the libertarian, has decided to investigate Latin quotes, and I may have to figure out how to pronounce Latin. I can pronounce some of it, but mm. big pay Latin way. I've never taken Latin. I know they still offered it in some schools when I was growing up, but I never took any. My mom took Latin in high school. She could uh, she could uh, read a little of it, write a little of it. Yeah, I believe my parents did too. And then when my mom went back to seminary, speaking of uh, the good book, she uh, did Latin and Hebrew and Greek and all sorts of stuff. 
Um, Invenium viam, which is Latin for, I shall either find a way or make one. Tell you what, them Latins, they could pack a lot Mm. into a phrase. It's a great phrase, Invenium viam. I shall either find a way or make one. Way to kick ass! Speaking of the old timey, speaking of the old timey world where they uh, they did some Latin writing. Um, did you see that thing on sixty minutes about the town that got buried by the volcano? I did. Yeah, that was really interesting. Everybody yeah. knows about Pompeii, but who knew about that other little town near Pompeii? They got covered up with the ash, and they found all kinds. Speaking of Jesus, and they found all kinds of uh, scrolls and stuff down there that they're trying to read. Been covered up for two thousand years, haven't been able to read them. Yeah, and I think there might be some Jesus writings in there. It might be the earliest Jesus writings. Who knows? Right. They got to check it out. But it's hard because the scrolls are all wadded up and burnt. Uh, let's see. So, oh yeah, thank you. You know, I don't have the 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 note, the actual note. I don't think. Uh, some uh, some folks uh, in Northern California sent a nice little package, including a fabulous bar, uh, a fabulous bottle rather of gin. From Denny Bar Company. Oh, has a map of the state of Jefferson on the gin bottle. Cool. I will be sipping that with delight and enjoyment as it's uh, moving into gin and tonic season, even now. Well, I'm trying to convince myself to go gin and soda because it's no sugar. Tonic has sugar in it? Oh, yeah. 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 It's kind of like sodi pop. Mm. Seems more sophisticated, but uh, because it's bitter. Of course, I can't taste the bitterness. It's just neutral to me. Um, but uh, oh, yeah. so I didn't know that. So, so uh, tonic is similar to like soda. So it's l- like having a seven and seven, or yeah, kinda Crown yeah. And Coke or that sort of thing. It's a it's, yeah. a it's a booze with a with a pop. Okay, it doesn't taste nearly as sweet because again, it's got the uh, the what do you call it root in there, the uh, quinine. Mm. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, here are your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City, who's currently rich in the uh, Bay Area of California. He's visiting a uh, family and says, I hate California traffic. So hmm. does everybody. Rich, if alien. Oh, this is uh, yesterday, Easter Sunday, April 1st. If aliens landed on Earth today, half of us would think it's an April Fool's joke. The other half would think it's the second coming. Hmm. Easter on April Fool's has only happened twice in the last 300 years. Did you make that up? Uh-huh. I wondered about that. Yep. Yep. Made it uh, up. I don't remember happening in my lifetime, but uh, may have. Yeah, I don't think I'd remember it two weeks after I it happened. I found it a little striking. It just it <laughs> seems like it's weird. It's a weird, uh, you know, coming together. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Theologically speaking, I makes kept, you question everything. I kept telling the kids, you never know. Easter Bunny might think it would be hilarious to not leave you any candy oh, as an oh April Fool's joke. Oh, boy. Maybe that's why our six-year-old stayed up until 4 a.m. Boy. To wound up about the Easter bunny to go to sleep. 4 a.m. Wow. Wow. Having a cat. I wish positive Sean was here. Maybe he's listening at home, but uh, Sean and other cat owners can relate to this. Having a cat is a lot like having a college roommate. Most of the time, you each do your own thing. Occasionally, you hang out. Sometimes, they try to eat your food and throw up in your laundry. (laughs) (laughs) That's about right. That's pretty funny. Another animal-related uh, shower thought, the, the fabulous spider. Spiders can poop out a new house that stocks itself with food whenever they feel like it. How handy. The amazing spider. It's an arachnid, don't you know? That's what I hear. And not an insect. That one I didn't make up. Mm. Speaking of animals, again, the Ninja Turtles probably smelled terrible. <laughs> What's that you know, based on? Well, the, the turtle is not a fragrant beast. Mm. 
If you've ever owned a turtle, spent any time around turtles. Uh, April's Fool's Joke News is harder to spot because we live in times when ordinary news is often ridiculous. That's true. You know, your big media outlets used to put out an April Fool's story back in the day. Can't do that now. Well, nobody'd notice. Mm. They would just think, oh, that's, you know, some idiot liberal or idiot conservative or, you know, whatever sensation. Caravan of illegals coming to the border, right? Good April Fool's joke. Or, yeah, or it's true or or they're already here. I don't know. And uh, finally, this one. There is no physical evidence to say that today is Monday. We all just have to trust that someone has kept counts, <laughs> kept count since the first one. <laughs> That's true. It's only Monday because humankind says it is. Uh, moving along, Jack's thoughts on the lottery. It's JT in Livermore. He actually has a reasoning and, and the examples and the rest, but it's too damn long. Face it, Jack's poo-pooing of the lottery is snobbish virtue signaling. What virtue yes. am I signaling? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thrift, Oh, which gotcha. used to be a virtue. It's quaint now, but if Jack, think, if Jack thinks playing the lottery is a stupid losing proposition, then guess what else he is calling stupid? He goes through a long list of things, <laughs> some of which are better than the others. Any recreational, guess what else is stupid? Any recreational expense that doesn't return more money than it costs to purchase. Movie tickets, sporting events, business class airline tickets, new cars, Disneyland. The fact of the matter is lottery tickets provide a good entertainment value. For less than the price of a movie, you can experience a great thrill and tons of exciting expectation. On top of that, nobody became a half billionaire from ordering a $10 beer at a sporting event or riding a roller coaster. I think that Go, Marshall! I, insert the Liberty Bell sound or Squawky or the Bell or something. Based on my own life and uh, others I have known, I think playing the lottery is damaging to you. I, I think for a lot of people, it's... It's there, I'm going to escape my crappy life that's not actually a plan. It's a. It, 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 it let's feels up, like it is. It feels like a plan. It is not a plan. That's the problem. It feels like a plan. It, it's not a plan. If your life is crappy and you're, you're counting on the lottery to fix it, then you need to be going taking classes at night or saving more money or, mm. or something. Playing the lottery is not the answer. More of your snobbish virtue signaling. I get so tired of it. You know, it reminds me of social media relationships substituting for real relationships. It feels like a relationship, but it's not. There's a lot of stuff like that. It feels real enough that it satisfies, and it's, you know, cra- uh, junk food might be a good example. Sure. Um, you know, it tastes enough like food. It satisfies my need. There I go. No mm- nutrition. Meth. You're not hungry. All you know is you're not hungry anymore. And before you know it, you're scabby and skinny and posing for a mugshot. Is it fixed? Hey, Joe, hope you're having a good weekend. Could you let your audience know if you have your email situation squared away? You mentioned this week you were unable to save emails to your new email. It must be frustrating as hell. Hope you get it sorted out. I can't tell if he's mocking me or if that's sincere concern for my little... I did figure it out, though. This is crazy. It might just be an iPhone thing, but I had a folder within the email, the old Yahoo email, called Today Mailbag. And then our new mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, I created a folder that said today mailbag. My phone thought it was the same folder. It didn't separate the two folders with the two email accounts, so it was throwing them in the old folder. I found them. Stupid phone. I don't know why it would do that. Um, Marshall hates me. Everybody hates Marshall's me. Marshall's got his news coming up, and we'll try to catch up on what happened over the weekend while you were doing other things. I hope you're doing other things. I hope you weren't paying attention to the name. Keeping an eye on the caravan. That's what I was doing. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
nimble this morning, I've noticed. Very nimble. Uh, what opportunity have you had to test your nimbleness? Uh, you know, uh, jogging out of my car, uh, upstairs and this and that. Just very nimble today. I thought, why am I, why am I so much more light on my feet? And I've, draw, I've lost about five pounds. Mm. Would that make that much difference? Yeah, well, it would help. Man, if, the, if those are some of the bounties that await me. For, for dropping a couple of pounds, that'd, sure. that'd be quite the motivator. Oh, there's I, some fine bounties. I I will gain it back by this weekend. Right. I mean, it's guaranteed. Oh, I had a rough weekend myself. <laughs> oh, golly. Oh, boy. Yeah, but you know what the deal is? Food's delicious. Does anybody ever know this? Oh, man. Any, anybody with me? Food's delicious. There's, and then there's drink. <laughs> <laughs> ah, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, it was not a quiet weekend in Sacramento, California. Friday, the doctor who performed a second autopsy on the body of Stefan Clark confirmed that Clark was shot eight times. Dr. Bennett Amalu said six of those shots were in the back. Now, Clark uh, was unarmed when he was shot by the police earlier this month. They were, or last month, they were answering a call about somebody breaking car windows. They went out to the uh, house in the dark and shot Clark, claiming they thought he had a gun. It turns out it was a cell phone. So there were more protests further fueled by the autopsy. They continued into Saturday. The ones during the daytime were peaceful, but as night fell, tensions flared again, and there was an incident and a vigil for Clark, a video showing a sheriff's department SUV striking a protester. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That video recorded by a member of the National Lawyers Guild that were monitoring the protests. <laughs> yeah, the, the, well, there's a couple SUVs getting pounded on and vandalized and the rest of it, and they started to move. Yeah. Some chick jumps in front of it right as it starts to move. She bounces off off of it, taken to the hospital, released an hour or two later with no injuries. I appreciate no serious uh, injuries. I heard NPR this morning yeah. say a slow moving yes uh, police cruiser. Uh, yeah, which was you know worth throwing into the story because otherwise, right. I mean, it would hurt. I don't doubt that, but you know, you're, you're whacking on police vehicles and impeding them from moving and stuff like that. Did I, you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of these people uh, acting like they're. Uh, practically opposing Hitler's Germany. Uh, they're brave, brave activists. And then there's the least repercussion of what they do, and they scream and cry like little children. You can impede vehicles that are trying to move. Occasionally, you're going to get bruised. President Trump has been busy the last 24 hours. He is tweeting again this morning about Mexico allowing caravans of immigrants to pass through their country to get to the U.S., now, the president's apparently referring to a group of about 1,100 people currently in Mexico. It's the fifth year for the crossing, and the group that has put the caravan together of Central American migrants say they are fleeing violence with plans to seek asylum. Trump tweeting, DACA is dead because the Democrats didn't care or act, and now everyone wants to get onto the DACA bandwagon. No longer works. End of quote on that tweet. And going into church on Sunday, the president said, They had a great chance. The Democrats blew it. They had a great, great chance. But we'll have to take a look. But Mexico has got to help us at the border. President accusing Mexico of allowing the caravans of migrants to flow through the borders into the U.S. repeatedly. Well, generally they rape the women first, uh, banditos do, and, and troops and police officers across Mexico. So they do plenty of crimes to them. Trump again tweeting this morning, Congress must immediately pass border legislation, use the nuclear option if necessary to stop the massive inflow of drugs and people. Have you seen how Ann Coulter has come so hard against the president over this um, 
Well, a number of things that he's done recently. I have to hit you with some of her tweets, man. She is a she was one of the out and loud Trump supporters from the very beginning, and she has turned on the president well, viciously. When we were at the Republican National Convention in Cleveland, wasn't she around uh, uh, trotting around pr- uh, promoting her book in Trump We Trust? Yeah, or something. Was that yeah, the name? Yeah, she's big time Trump supporter. And uh, but she has turned, and she has uh, turned hard. So stay tuned. I want to give you an update on a story that a lot of people have been following. A boy who fell into a drainage pipe in the L.A. River has been found alive. Officials say 13-year-old Jesse Hernandez was found about 5.30 this morning, about a mile from where he was last seen. Oh, my seen. God. He was, con- he was conscious. He's talking. He was taken to the hospital where he's going to receive decontamination and further medical treatment. How long was he gone in the in the in the pipe? He fell in yesterday. God, as the parents, you'd just be thinking, "Yeah, we got no chance here." Oh, that's <sighs> awful. You'd keep yeah. hope alive, but be preparing yourself. Yeah. I mean, he, that's that's astounding. Yeah, he was with friends in Griffith Park yesterday afternoon when he fell through a plank in an abandoned shack. He went about twenty-five feet down into the sewage pipe. That leads to the river. Oh, and my they God. they found him. They found him, and he is okay. Boy, investigating an abandoned shack sounds exactly like something I would have done at 13. Oh, yeah. 100%. I've done it many times. Yeah. And lastly, we got a falling Chinese space station that is no longer threatening the world. Chinese space officials say the space lab re-entered the Earth's atmosphere and mostly burned up over the South Pacific this weekend. The uh, Tiangong-1 space lab launched in 2011, ended service in 2016. It was one of China's biggest space projects, and it served as a prototype for a uh, possible permanent Chinese space station. They lost control of it, and the thing plummeted out of the sky and into the ocean. Glad I wasn't killed. Indeed. We all are. That's your news. There it is right there. China. Tape of the incident. (laughs) (laughs) That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. It's the eagle, bald eagle of freedom right there, ladies and gentlemen. Huh? Greeting you on a Monday morning. Get your mind right before you go into work. That's exactly right. Stand up straight. Salute the flag. So Trump's got his highest approval ratings he's had since he was elected president, while some of his staunchest supporters from the very beginning have turned on him viciously. Wow, wait a minute. I can give you an example of that. This is confusing. Plus the uh, Sinclair TV news video that's getting so much attention. Yeah. Kind of amusing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get into that. As usual, it's kind of a Rorschach test, what you think of it. Okay. Um, Stay tuned for all that. And uh, how was your Easter? Text us, 415-295-KFTC. What's on your mind? What do you want us to talk about? Let's let you take over the show today. That's a terrible idea. (laughs) We're going to have a round the horn with David Drucker, the Washington Examiner, at uh, 704. We'll ask him if he's seen the caravans or the Easter Bunny or whatever. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. This is kind of funny. So we did the the Easter Bunny thing at our house, 
And I was thinking, you know, there aren't going to be many more of these. The eight-year-old could certainly be done by next year. And uh, the other one's six. So I was <laughs> I was thinking that as we were up late at night, you know, putting candy in the plastic eggs. Mm-hmm. And it was getting later and later and how much work it is and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's just charming and fun as hell and a tremendous memory you have as an adult and blah, 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 blah. Of course, yeah. And uh, and there aren't going to be many more of them. But so then last night I had decided that uh, it bothers me that my kids have had no ex- exposure to church for a variety of reasons. Uh, I went to Sunday school as a kid. I really liked Sunday school. And um, I didn't like wearing hard shoes. That was back in the day when you were expected to wear dress shoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dress shoes were very, very cheap, so they were pretty painful. Best thing about having Sunday school shoes was wearing them to school on icy days, and we'd slide down the hill. True to Everybody would wear their Sunday school oh, yeah. shoes when it was icy. Oh, it was yeah. just so much fun. Yeah. But um, I went to Sunday school, liked it. All my knowledge about uh, you know, one of the dominant philosophies of the last 2,000 years comes from uh, from uh, Sunday school. And, uh, and my son is... Both boys have had no exposure to that, and I decided I'd talk to the eight-year-old about it. So he starts the day with the, you know, the Easter bunny and the candy, and this Easter bunny gives lots of candy and some toys mm. for some reason, but um, and all that all day long. Then I thought I'd talk to him about Jesus at night. Okay, so then uh, we did that. I told a little Jesus story in a very basic way. Not as easy as you think, by the way. You might have the Jesus story very clear in your head. I think I do. Mm. Um, but uh, you sit down and try to explain it to an eight-year-old. Who's who, and, and it's coming at him completely. If, if you tell that story, coming to somebody completely out of nowhere. Yeah. There, there well, are a lot of questions. Well, you have to decide which plot points to, right. to include, yeah. which ones to leave out. Sure. How much detail about the Roman thing. Yeah, yeah, For exactly. instance, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't talk a lot about torture and murder. In our uh, in our household, right? And you kind of have to get into that for the whole uh, Easter story. Yeah, and um, I don't know why it didn't bother me as a kid. I never saw you know Mel Gibson's movie. It was all right. kind of uh, they were all paintings that made it look like it was kind of pleasant to be crucified. Really, it just it wasn't that bad. Oh boy! Yeah, the, I was reading about it over the weekend. The the, the like Romans you just got bored to death up there. Yeah, the Romans had spent hundreds of years perfecting the most painful way to kill people. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's one of the most gruesome things anybody's ever come up with on planet Earth. Centuries of effort and experiment of how to come up with the most painful way to end someone's life. That's yeah. what the Romans did to yeah. send a message to people. In crucifixion was one. And they did that to hundreds of thousands of people for a variety of reasons. When I was a kid, I can't remember what age. One of the ministers at the church where we attended, we were members, um, decided that Crucifixion is just thrown around. Nobody understands it. Nobody understands what it is. Like you said, it just it's it's a word. And so during the sermon on the Sunday, he described it, and uh, it was an eye opener. It's gruesome. Yeah. Anywho, at the end of my little story about uh, Jesus and Easter and uh, why there were so many people at the churches we rode our bikes by and all that sort of stuff, he said, "So why does the Easter Bunny come and bring candy?" Ah, good question, son. <laughs> You got me there. Mm. I have no effing idea is the mm. answer of that. You know, the the answer is, honestly, that, you know, a lot of Christian holidays have taken over pagan festivals and, and said, listen, we're already partying this time of year. Let's uh, let's make it about this now. Right. I understand That's, that. But why did f- you explain the pagans? But to the boy? why a fake bunny and candy? Oh, the particulars? Yeah. Of 
Why that? It's inexplicable. Who came? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I have no effing idea. Why a fake well, bunny and cho- and chocolates? The rabbit, of course, in, signifies uh, rebirth in the in the coming of the springtime. In the and uh, the eggs, of course, the rabbits lay eggs. Uh, and uh, chocolate, of course, which symbolizes obesity. <laughs> which um, which is Jesus's plan for. Uh, <laughs> For for killing us. For so, Americans, apparently. Exactly. Ah! Yeah. Exactly. For getting rid of America. Jesus felt that America had gotten too prosperous and decided to kill off its population with uh, with Cadbury eggs. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of rhyme nor reason. Well, I was in small town America over the weekend and saw all the kids and their parents lined up for the big Easter egg quote-unquote hunt. I mean, mm-hmm. you could see them there in the town square, and it was just about time for the gun of, to go, and I was tempted to stop and watch because I had a feeling there was either going to be charming, charming innocence of childhood or people acting like stupid idiots and, and cheating and running out there and elbowing kids aside, but I kept driving. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Consumer spending is such a huge part of our economy, and we have these spread out throughout the year, these holidays, that gazillions of dollars are spent on stuff we don't need at all. Mm-hmm. Candy for Halloween, candy for Easter, and a variety of other things for the other holiday. And just it's just part of our, it's part, there's a lot of commerce behind it. But it's so entwined in our, uh, in, in, in our, well, in our economy, in our, in our, our lifestyle, and everything like that. I don't think I don't think you we should advocate ever doing away with it. God, I'll, I'll bet there's the number of companies that have their budget for Easter and Halloween and that sort of thing. You need to have mass layoffs if anybody ever decided why are we eating candy on Easter. Why? What? What's the deal there? Who needs this? That's an interesting economic question because the money presumably would go somewhere else. Right? I mean, it's if we didn't spend money on Halloween, Easter, and way over-consumerized Christmas... I might spend it eventually, but I certainly wouldn't spend it on that day on something else. Right. Or that week. What do you, you think people would save it? You might. Or just buy a better car by, by that increment. I don't know. Or a bigger house by that but it'd increment. But sh- at the very least, it'd be shifted to different businesses that would not exist in the same way. Right. Right. Be, there'd be hundreds of thousands of people out of work if we stopped eating crap on a, a several of our giant holidays. I was just going to say, for no good reason, by the way, there's no way you can justify this. <laughs> well, trick or treat, I've long advocated handing out vitamin tablets and, and lean cuts of meat, mm-hmm. vegetables, etc. Sticks Michael, of kale. with me. Sticks. Just, do they come in sticks? I've never seen kale. <laughs> What's it look like? It's a leaf. Okay. Uh, but if, if we did not have holidays set around to eat candy, <laughs> set around candy eating, would the candy consumption just drop by that much? I, uh, late October, oh, yeah. I don't find myself craving candy. Oh, yeah, our kids, and neither does anybody else. No, I and know. we don't buy candy for the kids hardly ever. There's an occasional candy bar or something well, like that. sounds like, like you don't need to. But the, well, yeah. What with the but, haul from Easter and Halloween? Well, it ends up getting thrown away within a week, usually most of it. So I don't know. Oh. I don't know what we're doing. And that's a question for my wife. I'm going macro and micro on this. Yeah, the society. That's your gift. Jobs and why are we doing this to ourselves? And what's the point? And how's it tie into this? (laughs) You know, I just had the funniest notion. But then, for my own life, what's the point of giving them five pounds of candy and then you throw away four and a half pounds of it a week later? Get a time machine. Go back and explain to Adam Smith. The great historical economist who taught us all how economies work. Go back and explain to him. Now, Mr. Smith, I need you to follow me on this. A couple of times a year, 
People are going to spend billions of dollars, billions with a B, on candy. More candy than they could possibly need or probably want. But then they're going to... This th- candy! What are the benefits of this candy? Then they're... None. Well, n- not, no, sir. You, you, don't, you haven't even begun to contemplate the stupidity of... The, and then we throw away a lot of it. Which, yeah, I think a lot of people Is it do. free? I understand. If it's free, then the cost has been out of it. No, 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 no. No, we buy it. We buy it at full retail. And then throw it away. Why do you buy it at all? Because that's what we do on <laughs> Easter and <laughs> right. Halloween. I mean, can you imagine if we had a couple of holidays? Maybe the 4th of July and then, I don't know, Thanksgiving. Where you buy like three, four gallons of milk. <laughs> you drink <laughs> half of one. It makes you sick. You just, God, I can't eat another, I can't drink another ounce of milk. And then you pour the three gallons down the sink. That's funny. For some reason, every August 7th, we go buy 10 pounds of hamburger. Right. We eat a couple hamburgers and throw the rest in the trash. (laughs) What kind of holiday is that? Right. (laughs) What kind of society is that? And my kids... They they don't ask about the candy or whatever. They they stop. I mean, because you can only eat so much candy, and they only want so much. So it's just, I don't know what. We're nice. gonna talk with David Drucker of the Washington Examiner about what's going on in the world. Just kind of you know, hey David, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? He's a smart guy. Plus, my dog is mentally ill, and controversial of video of uh, news anchors around the country reading from the same script. What does it mean? News anchors reading from scripts. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.